I'm guest host Aziz Bawani, filling in for Alejandro Choza. I'm a marketing manager here at Uber in the Pacific Northwest, and today we're sharing important information about navigating the 4th of July and new information about picking up and dropping off at Pier 91. If you're listening to this episode after the 4th of July, I recommend skipping ahead for information about the pier. With that out of the way, I want to welcome back one of our favorite driver partners, Jackie. Jackie, it's been a while since you've been on. Welcome back. Thank you so much for having me back. I think the last episode was when we announced tipping. I know. It's hard to believe it's been a year already. Can you kind of give everyone an update about what's been going on and tell us about yourself? All right. Well, I always start in the beginning. I've been a rideshare driver since 2014, uh, starting in Los Angeles. I started driving uh, really to uh, give my neighbors a ride. I lived in a, in a very, uh, you know, recluse area. <laughs> and so it was like 30 minutes to the closest grocery store. Um, so I thought it was a great way to, to earn uh, while I was helping out neighbors. Uh, and then I've been driving in Seattle, and I've been living in Seattle for almost three years. Wow. Yes. How do you like it? <laughs> I love Seattle. Uh, my husband and I run an entertainment company. Uh, Wonderland events, and we uh, decided to move our headquarters up here, uh, not because of the tech boom. It was because of the scenery, and so far we have thoroughly enjoyed uh, the experience. Nice. That's awesome. Well, you know, it's really great to have you here, and we're going to start talking about July 4th. So we're really excited to announce that Uber is the official rideshare partner for the Seattle Cancer Care Alliance Seafair Summer 4th. This means that we will have a pickup and drop-off zone to make getting riders to and from the festival easier. We'll also have a booth at the celebration, so you can stop by and say hi with your family. Um, I will be there and some of my other colleagues at Uber, so we hope to see you guys there. So as you may know, the main event features a massive fireworks show over Lake Union. While the fireworks don't start until late in the evening after the sun goes down, the event at Gasworks Park starts at noon, so riders will be looking for a way to get to the park throughout the day. The first thing I want to make sure everyone is aware of for July 4th is the pickup drop-off zones we have set up this year. We received a lot of feedback on the pickup and drop-off experience last year and are working with the Seattle Police Department to facilitate an improved experience for everyone. That's so great to hear that you've been collaborating with the Seattle Police Department on these pickup and drop-off experience. So what can we expect day of? Yeah, so there will be road closures around Gasworks Park, to reach our pickup and drop-off zone, head east on 40th, turn right on 6th, and turn then right on North Lake to proceed to the Uber-exclusive area. There will continue to be road closure signs along this path, but Uber vehicles are exempted from this closure. The Seattle Police Department has asked that vehicles do not drop off on Stone Way because this road is designated for transit use only. Police and traffic control will be checking as only Uber will be allowed in this zone, so make sure the Uber sticker is clearly displayed in your window and easy to see. If you don't have a sticker, you can visit the Green Light Hub to pick one up prior to July 4th. Once you're inside our zone, you'll enter into one of two lanes labeled A or B. This is where riders will be directed to meet you once it's time to leave Gasworks Park. Jackie, do you have any tips for navigating the pickup and drop-off zones? The best thing I can tell drivers out there is go ahead and listen to the directions. So I'm going to say it one more time. Pick up and drop off zones. You would head east on 40th, turn right on 6th, and then turn right on North Lake to proceed to the Uber exclusive area. 
I recommend that before、uh, noon you drive the route. Also, get to know the neighborhood, any side streets、um, that will remain open, because of course, you know there might be some road closures. It is a heavy residential area, just north of Gasworks Park, and also. It is very important to use your speak-to-text or have texts already、um, prepared to communicate with your writers. Just for example,、um, my ETA is: I am waiting at、um, the description of your car. You know, I drive a black Rav Four. I am holding my Uber sign in my hand, which is something that I do. I have an extra Uber、um, sticker. That I one that's on my windowsill, one that's on my passenger side, and one that I hold in my hand, so that if I'm waving it,、um, you know that's a signal for them. So I have those messages preset、um, beforehand, and also using a, the speak to text feature so that you have the least distraction, so you you are absolutely driving safely. Yeah, those are some really awesome tips. I hadn't thought about some of those before, so I know people listening to this podcast are really going to appreciate that. Oh yes.、Um, so I know sometimes during the holidays, the driving experience can be different.、Uh, what are some things driver partners should look out for when giving rides? Can you share any tips on driving during the July Fourth event? Well, it's safe to assume that some of the people you're giving rides to will be drinking alcohol over the holiday. That's one of the great things about Uber is cutting down on drunk driving. We do、uh, serve the community in a very important way, and you should be very proud, all you drivers, for servicing the community in this way. The vast majority of people are respectful, but it's possible you'll run into a situation where someone is too drunk or is not acting themselves, acting up. Just remember, if you're feeling unsafe at any time, you can refuse service. And my advice is to just be honest with the passenger and say. Usually they're with friends. Sometimes, unfortunately, people are alone and inebriated. You, I suggest saying, "You are too intoxicated to ride in a car." I suggest you call somebody important to you that can help you, or stay here until you are feeling better, because we know that once they are in the vehicle, there is going to be a really high risk of making a mess in your car. And so, in a minute, I'll talk about. What you can do to prepare in case you run into the situation where you have a mess in your car. That's really great advice, and yeah, you know we want everyone to feel safe at all times while driving. Like Jackie kind of said, you have every right to ask someone to get out of your vehicle if you do feel unsafe,、um, and you can ask them very honestly and be very polite. And we we want you to feel safe at all times. Yes, you should be in control. You know you. Us drivers out there,、um, it's our business. It's our prerogative where we drive, when we drive. If you choose to drive during holidays,、um, and you know, peak events, peak times, you should be aware of how to conduct yourself in these situations and realize you are a citizen of the city as well. And if you, in a very serious situation, need to call nine one one, you know, if you are in the pickup and drop off zone. The police are nearby, so that is a, a great thing. That's why I'm so glad that we are collaborating with the police department on this. So they will be、um, at your aid if you if you need it. Hopefully, you guys stay all safe out there. So, like I was saying, there could be also issues with people making a mess in your car. It's a really good idea to keep large plastic bags, Febreze,、uh, 
Um, I personally, um, I fly enough that I actually collect the airline barf bags. But you can also buy a pack of barf bags. I'm sure on Amazon you can get it uh, at a store. But have, uh, or even paper bags, something that will just be a receptacle should the need arise, okay? And Febreze, because we know that with um, alcohol and sweat and you know, smoking of all sorts um, will bring odors into your car, which will make it an unpleasant experience for your next passenger. So do take a moment, you know, in a busy time as well, I hear a lot of drivers feeling, you know, the anxiety because the, the, the app will just keep pinging. We call it pinging, right? Ping, ping, ping. And we feel so rushed to get to the next passenger. But just take 15 to 30 seconds to spruce up your car um, have some wipes to wipe down the seats um, and and bef- so that you can be prepared for your next passenger and give them a 100% great experience. That is really great advice. I know some drivers do everything they can to prevent spills, but still end up with a messy backseat. If that's the case, you can report the damage to Uber. Just take a picture and submit a cleaning fee request through the app. I really want to emphasize to remember it is important to take photos first before cleaning your car and submitting a claim. It helps us see what happened. Also, take a photo of the receipt for your records just in case that um, you might misplace it somewhere. You put it in the pocket. I know I put a lot of receipts in my uh, pants before I wash them, which is always great when I uh, take them out of the washer. But we want to make sure that we can do everything possible to... um, to process your claim as speedy as possible. So please document everything as soon as you can before cleaning your car. All right. If I can leave oh, one sorry. more piece of advice. Um, when, if you do choose to have a passenger who's, um, who is drunk, um, you know, drive calmly, keep the air conditioning nice and cool, um, slow down, and don't ask to pull over if you feel like they're going to be sick in your vehicle. Go ahead and safely pull over. Take charge of your business and your car and do it for the safety of everyone. Um, And again, you know, sometimes I know a lot of drivers out there have said that, you know, the pictures don't really depict, you know, what kind of mess there could be in the back. Um, Take as many as you can. Uh, Take video if you need to just so you can submit it and um, present your case so you can make sure that you get your cleaning fee um, sent over to you. And in my experience, um, the cleaning fee has been zero problems. Um, took the picture, sent it over, and got that by the next day. Um, for my, for me and my husband as well, who's a driver. So rest assured, you are covered on that. <laughs> yeah, thank you for those tips. Those are really, really awesome to, to hear, and I'm, I know a lot of people are going to appreciate that. All right, so the next thing... Uh, we want to discuss is the pickup and drop-off area at Pier 91 uh, or the Smith Cove Cruise Terminal. Uh, Jackie, do you have any experience driving down there? Personally, no. Um, But that's only because I choose to. Um, But since I am a peer advisor for the last two years, I have a network of about 40 drivers and there you know are about uh, a couple several dozen peer advisors and we have discussed um, this peer 91 I was also at um, the Port of Seattle meetings when we were discussing these changes and the state of Seattle um, dinners that uber host every last Tuesday of the month so I am very familiar with the experience previous current 
um, and how this system is has affected um, improvements for the drivers out there. Thanks for that information, Jackie. So there have been some changes made to reduce congestion on the pier. Um, for anyone who maybe is new to driving down near the pier or uh, interested in learning about more about the pickup experience, uh, what you'll do is after entering West Gaylor Street flyover, you turn left immediately after the guard station and proceed to the lanes at the east end. Flaggers will direct you to lanes one or two to pick up or drop off your riders on the west end of the lot. Just to be clear, you can no longer drive down the pier to the cruise ships, so please follow these new instructions unless directed otherwise by the staff down at the terminal. I also want to let you all know that we are in close communication with the port, collaborating on ongoing education for riders so they can easily find the pickup and drop-off area. If you have feedback, we want to really encourage you let us know about it, whether it's at an event, uh, through our support, any way that you meet an Uber employee or talk to someone, or through the Peer Advisor Network, like Jackie mentioned earlier. Please keep that feedback coming because it helps us improve your experience on the Uber driver app. Yes, um, if you are interested in becoming a part of the Peer Advisor Network, uh, just do a Google search of Seattle Uber Peer Advisors. Um, I believe you can also find information on t.uber.com forward slash PA Program Seattle. Um, It is important to continually give our feedback. This is our opportunity to improve the experience for our riders and for our drivers. That's why we have these podcasts. for your information. So if there's anything that you feel like repeating, hit play again. This has all been really great information, Jackie, and I really appreciate you bringing uh, your tips, your tricks, and the feedback from your peer network onto this show. We know the 4th of July is a busy time in Seattle, and I know your insights are going to help driver partners navigate the roads and get riders where they need to be. That's it for this episode. I want to say thanks to Jackie again for coming on and sharing her tips. For other episodes of the Partner Podcast, check out t.uber.com slash partnerpodcast. We'll see you next time. Thanks for having me.